I have to have light. I have to have certain people around me. I have to have relationships. And so those are the things that you throw into the mixing bowl that when you mix it all up, that's what creates Chad James Group. Are you struggling to manage your design firm virtually or are you even thinking about, you know, just leaving it like that? Well, Chad James is going to help us out today. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. We'd like to give a shout out to Article and thank them for sponsoring our podcast. Article is an online-only furniture company inspired by mid-century style and Scandinavian simplicity. Run on over and check them out. Wingnut.article.com And now Article has something extra special for Wingnut listeners. If you go to wingnut.article.com, you'll get double your trade discount on all purchases until July 31st. To access this limited time offer, sign up today again at wingnut.article.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell, and I'm joined by the soulless ginger, the nag, Natalie Ann Graff. Natalie, how the hell are you? A day older. A day older? Oh, happy 42nd, yes. Yes, I know. It's almost time to trade you in. Uh, Hey, good luck with that. (laughs) Oh, I think I'd do all right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'll help you. I'll fill out the application for you and see how you do. All jokes aside, how do you feel now being 42? You know, 42 is an interesting number for me. Oh, yeah, that's your your letter number it's, or whatever. It's always been my number for any sport that I have ever played. So that is my number, number 42. So You're only one year away from being a 43. Oh, well, that's cop code for crazy. <laughs> that so, is cop code for crazy. Yeah, and, if you're, and if you're an 86, it's really bad because then you're double crazy. But yeah, we won't go in that, down that rabbit hole. But no, I had a wonderful time celebrating with friends and family in the Keys, and I can't complain. No, you can't. Hey, listen, you can never because go wrong guess what in the I key. Got, what, guess what, what I got? Do you for, hear me speaking? No, because guess what I got for my birthday? What? I'm going to Jackson Hole, Wyoming to a dude ranch to uh, do a cattle drive. Or no, not a cattle drive, but a dude ranch to ride horses. I don't know. In the Grand Tetons. Hey, I'm just saying. Just like city slickers? Just like city slickers. And hey, City slickers? Do you know I actually know what you're talking about? I have seen the movie with Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Is that why you have had this lifelong dream of doing <laughs> Maybe it? Maybe that's why, but uh, you know what? The opportunity arose, and I was like, I've always wanted to go do it, and I just decided why not? Life is too short. Well, it won't be any different than when you're here, because you're just going to be standing a whole bunch of cow shit there, too. Well, this is true, except <laughs> I'm leaving you at home. Oh, you know, and I'm going to miss you. That's going to be a week. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. <laughs> I'm going to have fun. Okay. Natalie. Yes. We've had guests on the show like Taylor Spellman and Sandra Funk, who, when the coronavirus reared its ugly, spiky head, just said, you know what? I'm going to work virtually when this is over. I might not even have a square brick and mortar office where all my employees gather and cootify each other. I think maybe we'll just work virtually. And I'm wondering how many of our listeners in the audience are thinking the exact same thing. You know what? That overhead, that expense of the office, did we really need it? Can we do without it? Can I save that two, four, five thousand $5,000 a month on office expenses? But how do we negotiate the logistics of working virtually? Because that's a whole animal on its own. I 
think we pretty much had that animal tamed because we've always worked virtually. We always have worked virtually, so we have our systems and processes in place. And today we're talking to Chad James, who is also working virtually, and he has some advice for us. We can always get better, right? And for people in the audience listening who are working remotely and thinking, can I do this permanently? Just think of all the Benjamins I can save. I like that. We like Benjamins. I like Benjamins, yes. Mm -hmm. As the principal of Chad James Group, Chad leads a talented team of trusted designers in creating a uniquely tailored experience for each client they serve, centered on a meticulous approach to quality and design. Say that 10 times. With a rich portfolio, Chad James Group works to create custom residential and commercial construction, including bespoke boutique hotels, refined restaurants, and perfectly appointed homes. Wingnut, Help me in welcoming Chad James to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Chad James. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am actually really great today. The sun is shining bright in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have a full staff in my office today, and so it's a productive day. In the green room, we were talking about how you are back in the office, but at the uh, outset of this whole COVID-19 situation, you had a little bit of a learning curve here. So we're hoping to help the listeners who are out there deciding, do I want to go back to the office? Do I want to keep it going virtually? So we're going to discuss some pros and cons and help them uh, kind of navigate the waters of staying virtual if that's something they desire, if they want to save some Benjamins there and they don't see the necessity. Are you game? Absolutely. Let's jump in. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you've been in the design industry for over 23 years. Has that always been in an office? It has. You know, it's kind of ironic. I'm one of those guys that right out of college, my first job was actually for a pharmaceutical company. And I lasted about 10 months and realized that that was not (laughs) the world I ever desired to be in ever again. And it was a legit pharmaceutical company, by the way. I wasn't slinging drugs on the corner. So just to (laughs) put that out there. But I I realized very early on that I needed separation of work and home life. One time in my career, I had left a firm and I had made the decision I was going out on my own. And there was about a two-week period before I had really figured out where and what I was going to do that I did work from home for that two weeks. And I learned very quickly that I would get very distracted by day-to-day stuff, laundry, and I couldn't focus. So I have for 23 years had always been in an office. And I think that that's one of the biggest arguments to having one, that if you are deciding to keep it, that would be a huge percentage of it. And that people have to have that separate entity to remove that from their personal life. But at Darla Powell Interiors and at Wingnut Social, everybody operates virtually and it does take kind of a special animal to be able to do that. So let's go back to March. I'm I'm assuming is March is when did you guys decide to work virtually and what kind of learning curve was that? What what did you have to set up and put in place to get that working? Nashville was hit. I mean, of course, not as bad as New York or larger cities, but Nashville very early on had a pretty big influx of cases. So we have a couple of of people that are immunocompromised and we all just met together and decided, listen, this is the best thing for us. We were 12 weeks, I believe, working from home. And that first week you're like, what the hell? How are we going to do this? (laughs) But then I rallied and I realized that before COVID, I traveled I think last year, 263 flights. So I'm already working virtually many times with my clients and with my team. But every week I am in my office at some point. So it made it kind of 
attainable for me to be able to wrap my head around it and realize that we all just needed to figure out how to take our tools from our office and set up our makeshift offices in our homes and establish a, a forum and how we were going to conquer this. One way that we started out was it was very, very important to me to, to create some sense of normalcy, especially during mm. a time that everything is so abnormal. You watch the news every morning and you see the cases and the numbers and it's, it's depressing. So for me, yeah. it was really important not to just think about the next three, four, five weeks. It was really important for me to think through what the next three months and six months and 10 months was going to look like for my team. Where were we going to come out at the end of this? What were the behaviors that we would have picked up during this time that we were working from home? So it was really important that we establish very clear guidelines of how we were going to operate. Did you do that? Did you and your team get together and decide that? And what kind of softwares or, or anything did you reach out to to help you make that happen? So the day-to-day aspect I set up, I did rely on my team to bring to the table how they felt would be the very best platform for us to be able to maintain. And we ended up mm-hmm. going with Microsoft Teams. I am very much a Mac-based guy. And so it was very hard in the beginning for me to even speak the word Microsoft. And so <laughs> it word. is such a dirty, it's a nasty word. <laughs> you know, the day that I, I turned in or I got rid of my trio Palm Pilot, I think was the last time that I actually spoke the word Microsoft. <laughs> but I definitely drank the water of Mac and have been on that platform for many years. So it was hard to kind of acknowledge and say, okay, we're going to do this. But what I love about Teams, because we're still using mm-hmm. it, is oh, you are? that okay. it has opened up a new realm of possibility for me and my clients. I have clients in Jacksonville, Florida, and I needed to be able to have a meeting with them where I could share with them drawings and proposals and that we could look at it together and I could move my mouse and show them what I was talking about and zoom in and zoom out and still be able to see their faces to see what their reactions mm-hmm. are. So it has really done that for us. And in the time that we were out of the office, it allowed us to be able to share things within our group as far as drawings when we were in the process of drawing something. It allowed it to be so that we could explain things a lot easier rather than me trying to speak a foreign language and tell them to try to find something in a a corner. Let me ask you about Microsoft Teams. Do you have to like say, okay, we're on Zoom and now I'm sharing my screen and opening Microsoft Teams or it's just all inclusive? It's all inclusive. Microsoft. It's Microsoft. Natalie, let the guest answer the question. (laughs) I knew that answer. (laughs) I'm not asking you. (laughs) I swear, know it all, Ginger. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I always said I would never call myself old, but I will tell you, I am an old dog when it comes to technology. I very much do not like to learn new tricks, and I like for (laughs) things to be the way they've been. So that was a big issue for me with Microsoft in the beginning. I was like, oh, I can't do this. And it was really user-friendly. I'm very proud of myself. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back right now because I have been (laughs) able to maneuver this platform without one of my assistants sitting next to me. That's pretty remarkable for me. 
and I feel that I've become somewhat proficient. Nice. I like that it's a kind of an all-in-one because right now, if we wanted to show clients our work, we'd have to have the Zoom meeting and then share the screen and then show the presentation. That is how we've been doing it. You know, I am a Mac girl but, too, and I, maybe that's worth looking at now. I, I hate the, what is the other babe, Microsoft? Are you going to let me talk? Yeah, no. <laughs> I hate the other Microsoft product. What is it called? Girls. Girls. It called? You're both pretty. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um. Oh, wow. Wow, Chad, do you hear this? The abuse I love it. Okay, so, so Chad, you did say you guys are still using that. So that has been like something you're leaving in the office to, to keep working? Oh, I'm sorry, Natalie. Go. Darla. Natalie, So go. Natalie. Okay. Yes. We Hello, are Chad. Using, I'll just sit here. We are using <laughs> this Microsoft Teams platform. I will tell you, I am not using it as much except for with clients. As you guys can probably understand, I receive just a crazy magnitude of emails per day. And I have a spam account that I give to Target. And then I have a real account that is like <laughs> real, real emails. It's edited and filtered so heavily that like literally advertisements and stuff don't come through. But still in that email account, I receive a lot. And so what I have to be careful of is that I'm not receiving extra emails from a platform like with Microsoft. So, but my team, what they have been using it for is for inner office so that they can message back and forth and they can send a file very easily. Or if it's just a screenshot, they're not emailing it. They're just doing it on that platform. Okay. You actually answered the question that I wanted, <laughs> that I kind of wanted to ask you because my thing was, you know, we use a lot of Slack here uh -huh. and that's how I we, don't take no Slack. That's from you. how we stay connected. There's a lot of internal messages within the team on Slack and we can send files and all of that stuff as well. So then my question was that you just answered, can you use Microsoft team as an all encompassing kind of thing where you don't have to step outside of that app? Right. Yes, you can. And right. I will tell you, we have a new person on our staff that's been here, I guess, three months now. And when she came in, she brought all these great ideas. And I love and adore her. And she is a go-getter. I mean, she color codes everything with highlighters. I mean, <laughs> she's that girl. And I love that. <laughs> I, need, I need that I girl. I love that. But at the same time, I, have to, I had to be very real and say, listen, if you really think that I'm going to move over to Microsoft with everything, yeah, sister, we got to let go of that dream, honey. Let go of that dream. So, <laughs> well, I tried and, Microsoft Basecamp uh -huh. and I hated it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did it take you guys to actually make that transition pretty smoothly? Like, I would say it was a week. Didn't want to pull your hair. Yeah. Out? No. No. It was. It was okay. like a week. About a week. And you know, again, okay. old dog. I did it kicking and screaming, but after I realized that, okay, this COVID thing is. I mean. Just being really honest here, I thought COVID was going to be like three weeks. I thought, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't go to the grocery store. I'm one of those guys who's just like, yeah, it's three weeks. We can do anything for three weeks. But realizing that it was much longer, I had to step in and really um, force myself to rethink how I was going to keep my business moving forward. Chad, when you put all those those systems in place, it's still, I mean, the COVID thing is still kind of out there. And they're even talking about that there could be a second wave or Absolutely. resurgence, yes. right? There, there so will be a second wave. There will okay. be. I mean, we our numbers, Debbie Downer. Our numbers in Nashville. <laughs> do you remember what I do for work? <laughs> yes. Come on now. Yeah. So, okay. So, and you're, but you're back in the office now. Is everybody back in the office like full time? Are. Or are you still integrating? Okay. No, so. we're back full time. The way our office is set up, we're all six feet apart. We're all very mm -hmm. cognizant. And what we did do is for this first 
three weeks, we're not having appointments inside of our office until we see what the numbers are going to do in the city. And we have had a rise here. Mm. At the same time, we are not seeing reps and everything is kind of locked down, except for our immediate staff. Do you have any on your team that are still like, would say, you know, I'd kind of still prefer to work virtually from home or they're happy to be back? No, no, no. Well, I will tell you this. So I have a greyhound. Her name is Josie. She's 11 years old. And every single time that I walk in the door, she acts like I am a miracle walking through the door. She loves me. And so I will say that first day that we were all back in the office, it was like we were all like Josie, like, oh, my God, where have you been? You know, this is the most amazing thing in the world, you know. So we were all very excited to be here. But I do have a couple that if given the opportunity, they would probably really love me if I said, hey, you can work from home. Is that obtainable? No. Can you do you think that you can do that? No. So let's talk about the differences. Like we mentioned going in to Taylor Spellman and Sandra Funk, thinking about giving, and there's so many that are like, hey, do I even really need an office? So let's talk about the pros and cons of each. I mean, the obvious pro of not having an office is financial savings, right? This is financial savings and a con would be getting through the logistics, getting Microsoft Teams or Asana or Slack or MyDoma, which we use here to work with clients. But let's say COVID aside, Mm -hmm. what would you say would be some of the negatives from just having a completely remote interior design. Well, let me say this real quick. I was in Charleston before COVID with my friend Mitchell Hill for their opening of their new location of their design center there. And my friend Denise McGahee, who's from Texas, she and her whole team, they all live in different cities. And when I found this out, I was blown away. I was like, number one, she does amazing, beautiful work. Number two, she's all over the place. Number three, it's just like, how in the world can you manage this? I'm kind of blown away that you're telling me this now because I'm familiar with Denise and I've met her at Curry and Company mm-hmm. when we've been at their and events and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm actually just really shocked that she works virtually. I was too, because I thought, girl, how do you have that much trust? Not that I don't trust my team because I do, but mm. I also it's more about me. It's more about the fact that myself, I know that I need to see it, smell it, touch it, feel it, you know, right. all those things. I need the interaction with people. You know, the reason why we will always be in an office is more about Chad James. It's not really about the <laughs> overhead and the cost or the savings gotcha. for me. It's more about okay. that I'm a creature of, I have to have light. I have to have people around me. I have to have relationships. And so those are the things that you throw into the mixing bowl that when you mix it all up, that's what creates Chad James Group. It's about the relationship and the feeling and the experience more than just the day-to-day design. So well, that's something you'd have to do a deep personality dive to and, and look inside yourself absolutely. and say, okay, what kind of, pro- am I going to be able to survive this? Do I need this? Is it more important to me for my business mindset and my creativity to have this in place for me right. and my business? And can I work well the other way? And is it, it really is a personality requirement. It is. Yes. And it's also, yeah. I'll tell you, I realized years ago that Chad James group was a major part of the person that I am. And if I'm not careful that can become everything that I am. And so as you Mm. guys probably have heard from other designers, there's two of us. There's Chad James, the business. There's Chad James, the person. And Chad James, the person is, some people might be shocked to know this, but he's actually a bit more reserved. He's more quiet and I'm a little bit more reclusive. My close Mm -hmm. friends know that the things that I really enjoy is 
you know, staying at home and cooking and having my friends over and going to the lake and things like that and just being quiet. So when I'm not on a call or in front of clients, I am a bit more of this reserved guy. So for me, like with my partner, it was very important for us that I create this separation. I do have an office at home. I've had an office at home for many years that if I need to draw or if I need to do something from home, I can do that. But for our relationship to be healthy, we both realize that we need to be able to have a timeline or a deadline every day that we say, okay, it's cut off. You know, Natalie and I do that too. And I have to be honest, I'm... I'm, She sucks at it. I suck at it. I'm so OCD (laughs) and such a workaholic in that way that I don't really abide by it. And Natalie, oh my gosh, (laughs) she's not having it. So on one hand, like I'm the kind of person can, I can work really well from home. Like I said, everybody's virtual. But on the other hand, maybe for the health and welfare of my personal life and my home life, that would definitely be a pro of having the outside office. But another thing that my lead designer, Johanna, has brought up, and but we we work around it, is having a library sure. in your office. That's really important to, to feel and have in touch. So we've worked around that by being able to have our reps send samples and seeing things online. Mm-hmm. Or we can get them pretty quickly before we do a presentation or show them to clients, but it is a little bit of a, of a hiccup in that. It is. So when you guys were working virtually, how are you getting a hold of samples? And dealing with clients in that way. So the good thing for us was that my home is about a 10 minute drive from my office. I did come to my office every single day to check the mail. I didn't want to have my mail transferred because again, I remember I said, I thought this was going to be about three weeks. So I would leave my house. I would come to the office. It was just me. I would check the mail. And then if there were fabrics or presentations that I needed to be mindful of, I would go to our library and pull what I needed. And then also, you know, there were so many companies in the beginning that they were just like me and you, nobody knew what we were going to do. So there was that good three week period where everyone was trying to figure it out. And we were all trying to figure out if we should even be looking at fabrics at this point, or if we should just be diving into the creative drawing process. And that's really what we did. We used the time to dive into the drawing period of our projects, to create, to dream, and to design these spaces that many times I'm working on, but I'm distracted. And so my prediction is, is that the work that you're about to see that's coming from our office is going to be, I mean, we're very detailed already, but it's like, okay, Chad, dial it back, calm down with all the details. And did you notice or did you have any clients that hit the pause button and said, hold on here. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on in the world. I'm going to lose my ass on my portfolio. Let's hold tight. We did. Out of all of our projects that we have, we had two. One was a project that literally was a week away from pulling the trigger. And they are dear, sweet, wonderful friends of mine. They have a media company and they were like, hey, we need to pause. And then another client who is an entertainer, I mean, his whole tour was canceled and we were in the middle of a renovation of a a home that we're doing with them and the house is gutted. I mean, it's down to, to sticks and bricks right now. And he just called and said, I know this is bad timing, but we need to pause for a minute. Thankfully, you know, everyone came right back. 
So everybody has come back to you. So let's talk about operating an interior design studio virtually and managing your team. (laughs) So a lot of it depends on how you had, you mentioned it before, how much can you trust your team to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, working independently? Do you have a a manager that works under you that manages your team? Are you the sole supervisor? No, I have a director of operations. His name is Jeremiah Owens. And Jeremiah is really the glue that holds it all together. He knows my life and my schedule better than I do. So much so that this sounds real bratty, but it it is what it is. He calls me every morning before I come to the office to give me a rundown of my day, to tell me what my priorities are. Because as a creative, thankfully, I I get to use both sides of my brain being a businessman, but also being a creative. I can get a bit overwhelmed. If, if I look too far into the future of my calendar, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do all this? So it's how do you no, conquer these big moments? And it's really just one moment at a time. How do you manage or make sure that your team is accountable when you're working virtually? Is, is it more like, okay, we're not doing nine to five so much. We're just basically doing deadlines as long as your stuff is done. No. How did you guys figure I'm that out? And what so would you recommend? I'm so glad you asked that question because okay, good. I literally... From the very beginning, my big concern was that I was going to come back to an office full of staff that had been so used to wearing their pajamas every day and not showering and not, you know, just becoming very lackadaisical. And so from the very beginning, I stated with my team that we will have a morning Microsoft Teams call. It is a video call. I want to see everyone's face. I want to see you with your lipstick on, your hair done, and I want to see you (laughs) dressed for the day. I want you to get up every morning and shower and prepare as though you are going to the office. I, you know, I love that. Darla would have failed miserably. Yeah, you would have fired me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many days she just stayed in her PJs because she had no video long. calls. You know, hey, why do you think we're not doing this podcast on video? Right, right, hey, right. I'm <laughs> simply saying gym shorts and a polo shirt when you have a video call and you actually combed your hair, you know. I have to say, Chad, I really admire that. And one of the things that I personally am working on is there's this little saying is how you do anything is how you do everything. So even attention to detail on that scale, I think, does transcend to how you live your life and your professionalism and and the amount of success you'll have in your life. And if you are someone who is going to stay in your pajamas all day, generally speaking, that might not be the best for your overall mindset. So I'm not going to lie. I did for quite a few days (laughs) on there. But hey, we're all works in progress. Right, exactly. but you know, I, I love what, mm-hmm. it's like I said earlier, I was more concerned, not so much about the right now, but where we were going to be yeah. at the end of this thing. Sure. And I'm sure you both have heard that anything that you do, I think it's what for six weeks can become a habit. And yeah. I just didn't want these habits to be in place that then I was going to have to retrain or break people of. So the getting up and getting ready, showering, you know, I encourage my team every day to make up their bed because it's the first task of the day. You know, it's right. the first thing that you get to check off your list and feel like, hey, I completed something. And that's something that I was taught very early on. And I've carried it through my life. It's one of those things for me that also with the getting up, getting ready and getting ready for your day, it puts you in a mind space of where you're ready to actually work and not be kind of lackadaisical and comfortable. 
And that's absolutely true. I, I can tell you that from personal experience. And when I get up in the morning and I make a routine, mm-hmm. even I've heard the making the bed thing before. It's just, it actually just kind of, it's like a little electric shock and get your mindset going. But when I do dress sure. for the day, I get so much more done than when I don't. Even if I take those same two days and I say, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 that, mm-hmm. and the other thing, I'm way more likely to actually accomplish it on days that I get up in the morning with purpose. And that's what it's about right there. It's about living life with purpose. My dad passed away three years ago. And I'm bringing that up to say, in that moment for me, I realized that I needed to be very purposeful about the remaining years of my life, whether that's a year, two years, you know, 50 more years, who knows, but I needed to be very purposeful about my intentions and about how I wanted to make sure that my team and my company and my clients saw me. Not that I hadn't been before, but it just kind of rang very true in that moment for me. Darla Jethro Powell. Yes, Natalie Andreff. Did you know that the Article Trade Team is made up of industry professionals who understand what's important to design businesses? I do, because as an interior decorator for Darla Powell Interiors, we have ordered Article products for our projects, and that was the experience I received. And as a project manager, from the product support that I get for invoicing and all the other support, they're amazing. They make it very, very, very easy for us to do our job. They absolutely do. And you guys, they do have a trade program. So be sure to run on over to wingnut.article.com. That's wingnut.article.com. So let's say that Chad James was not the type of person who wanted to have the outside office for all the reasons that you've stated. What would you recommend to interior designers now that maybe have an office or maybe want to cut costs or maybe even new ones out there to go virtual over that with that component aside from a logistics standpoint? You know, that's a hard question for me because I'm pretty dogmatic about not working from home. I will say Mm -hmm. this. I have worked really, really hard to be able to have the company that I have and to have the team that I have. And it's not just my work. I mean, I we are named Chad James Group for a reason. We are a group of professionals that create and that have made this dream of mine become our reality. So for people like that. that are just starting out or they're taking their guest bedroom and they've turned it into their office, listen, I think that's great. But at the same time, it really goes back to operating from a place of structure and operating from a place of building your foundation. Yes, it's great to not have the overhead of that, but at the same time, just make sure that you're working on a schedule. That was what I was going to say earlier is one of the things that I also set in place was, listen, I want you working from nine to five 30 every day. If we're working on a deadline, I understand it may work over a little bit, but I don't want you taking a three hour walk and then coming back in and working till 5.30 and then working from 7 to 9 or like me working at 3 a.m. Because again, that's establishing poor work behavior or bad habits. I agree. And so we really were very strict about that. I really wanted people start and stop. I don't want to, of course, I was the exception because there's 
mornings that I'm at 3 a.m. still sending emails out, but it's like, do as I say, not as I do sometimes. <laughs> That's when you get the boomerang exactly. for Gmail. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I have to say, too, that in the beginning with DPI, maybe even in Wingnut, too, we might have been a little too loosey-goosey with that structure. Sure. And, you know, going in, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I I love this advice of even if you are working virtually to still have that accountability and And that's what it's about. It's the accountability. Professionalism. I love, and also I love the name Chad James Group. What do you think of Darla Powell Group? (laughs) 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 I might steal it. Go right ahead. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, great. So is there any one thing, Chad, that might've surprised you a little bit that you hadn't expected once you took your company virtually? Because like we've talked before, I am pretty structured in my day-to-day. I was very surprised how easy it became to maybe miss one of our morning meetings or how easy it would be to become a little more lackadaisical, especially on days that were rainy or days that I had tuned into the Today Show a little too much and got (laughs) trapped into the emotion of it all. Ah. But I will say what I found was in this moment, I created this with my team, a place of transparency. I've always been pretty transparent with my group, but there's always those things as a business owner that I've kept over in my side pocket and I deal it out when it's need to be dealt or I share it when it's need to be shared. But during this time, it was really important for me for us to be transparent with one another and for us to talk about what we were going through. It wasn't just about business. It was more about mankind and livelihood and each other and making sure that we were all talking through what we were feeling. And listen, there were days that I was so surprised because it started out with me saying, okay, guys, how's everyone doing? And every single person would say, we're okay, we're all right. But then I would dive in and I'd be like, no, 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 no. I can see it in your face. What's Mm -hmm. going on? And so I was very surprised how that my team was able to pivot and turn into this place where we were all very eager, in a sense, to share what our emotion was during that day. It was very helpful. I love that. I love that. And you know what my biggest takeaway is from what you just said, Chad, is it's so easy when you're not working in an office and you're not working face to face with your team or your coworkers to become detached and become distant and to lose that human connection. And I'll admit that even at DPI and Wingnut Social, that's kind of hard too. Sometimes I have to remember to check in to the team water cooler thread. Hey, how was everybody's weekend? Because you're just really focused on this text coming in, this project coming in. You're not actually physically standing by someone with by the water cooler and saying, hey, did you catch that episode of Westworld last year? You know, you're not having that. Yeah, so that's super important because what can happen is you'll have disconnect people who are just there doing their work, but they don't have that emotional connection to You're your exactly company right. or to the brand. Yes. I, I have on here on my little notes, you guys have a team Friday happy hour, correct? We have been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> With bourbon. And, and obviously the morale boost, but what else could someone take away by establishing, hey, we're going to have a team happy hour? Well, I'll week. tell you, our team is, our, you know, our family team is pretty close. Every Tuesday we have staff lunch together. And we talk about business and everyone gets about an hour to an hour and a half with me individually where we're talking about our projects and our work. So that's on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, we also have a staff lunch where and before COVID, I wasn't here a lot for those because I was traveling. But that staff lunch on Thursdays is usually always spent talking about, you know, little Johnny and Sally and what's going on and what movie we were wanting to see. And it's more of the personal connection. 
it's always been important to me that my group be connected with one another and with me. One of the most hurtful things to hear or to learn is when someone in your team or your family has experienced something that is hurtful or a loss and you never know about it because they just keep marching on because, you know, you're the principal, you're the owner, you're the, you know, my name's on the door. And so many times I can get very in my head about where I've got to be and what I've got to do and who I've got to see that I don't step back long enough to speak and talk about the human nature or the the thought process of, of where my team is. So for me, it was very important that during this time, we remain very connected and talk through these emotions. And so I think that would be the one thing that I was very surprised that we were all able to connect and to be transparent. Listening to your story, Chad, I'm not surprised at all because listening to you, it's evident that you're an amazing leader. Well, thanks. Right. And that you have that you have developed a, a culture of family and team. And they I'm sure that people, you know, once they got past that first opening salvo of how you're feeling, felt safe. You know, it was a safe space sure, to talk about right. it with you because you've established structure and leadership and uh, you sound like an amazing person to work for. Well, so I appreciate that. You know, that. I, yeah, I try to be it's clear. I worked for three major firms in my career and each one of them were great in their own way. And each one of them did some things that were pretty sh- that I didn't like. So when I started this company, I made sure that I took the traits and the tools that were used well in the other firms and that I implemented those things into my company and the things that weren't so good. You know what? I just left on my side. We don't do that. So, you know, it's just, it's a good way to build a community and to build a team. Awesome. We really appreciate your input on this. Absolutely. We are so glad that you came through the COVID-19 and I landed on the other end, uh, healthy and happy and wise. But now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. (laughs) I am so ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Chad James, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? (laughs) If I were a tree, I think that I would be an oak tree. And the reason being is because I'm broad, I'm thick, and (laughs) I consider myself to be mighty. At times, my inner core can be pretty hard, but the wispiness of my branches allow people to see that there is this whimsical and this loving nature that I have. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? I think my hashtag would be get it together. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Considering the interview we just had. (laughs) You know, I I like to think that everyone needs to be reminded, even the most successful people, to get it together. I love it. If you were a golden girl, which golden girl would you be? Oh, my gosh. This is a good one. (laughs) I wish I could be a hybrid. Because there's definitely <laughs> some characteristics of all. I would love to say that I was Blanche Devereaux. I would love I would love to say that. Oh, but so revealing. I'm not, the Blanche answer I'm so not, revealing. I am more <laughs> I know, right? I am more of a Dorothy, me and Sophia. I'm definitely those two. <laughs> and last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact upon you either personally or professionally. Uh, can I share two? You know what? Sure. So Your voice is so amazing. I'd still want to hear it. So go. (laughs) Well, thank you. One book that has been a huge, huge, huge guidance for my career was, funny enough, my junior 
year interior design textbook from Auburn University. It's sitting on my desk. I refer to it all the time. It's one of those things that when I need a little refresher or a brush up on a policy or procedure, I go to it. And so I would say that that's one of the books that definitely what has, is it? Keep me, has kept me grounded. His textbook. What's the title of it? It's got to be an edition or a title or oh, something. The name of the book is The Professional Practice of Interior Designers, third edition. There you go. Oh, that's going to help a lot of people right mm-hmm. there if they go pick that up. If it's still available, I guess it would be. I'm right. sure it is. I mean, that was only did what? You, you were in college just, what, just five years ago? Oh, stop it. I love you. I love you. I adore you. You're precious. No. I mean, 97. So. Oh, yeah. you're younger than I am, so it just <laughs> she was in college in '97. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Oh. What was the second? And book? then the second book. So, I, I I don't talk a lot about this, but so my father passed away three years ago of, of Alzheimer's. My mother also has Alzheimer's, and oh. there is a book called Leading the Way, and that book it has really been one that I have found some peace with. It's a book that really talks about how that as caretakers and as children of people with Alzheimer's, how we can lead the way to a place where that we can say goodbye. So it's a sad, but also encouraging. And anyone that's dealing with this, it's just one of those books that is a huge, tremendous help. Oh, thank you so much for that. That was leading the way. Do you know the author on that one? I don't, not off the top of my head. I can send it to you though. Okay. Probably easy enough to Google and find. So leading the way, thank you for those recommendations. Chad, please tell the listeners where they can go and look up the Chad James group and maybe even follow you on social and become super fans. Sure. Our website is chadjames.com. Our Instagram is Chad James group. Facebook, Chad James group as well. Simple. Keep it simple. Look at that. That's marketing genius. (laughs) Chad, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You have been an inspiration and a terrific leader, and your team is very lucky to have you. Oh, thanks, ladies. I greatly appreciate you all as well, and thanks for spending the time with me. Natalie Andrea. Yes, Jethro. I'm torn. I know you are. I'm inspired. I know. I think I think Chad is a crazy inspirational leader. I think you could never work for Chad because you the don't interior get design space. Um, you know what though? I think sometimes you need those people in your life to push you. And I think he sounds like that kind of guy, but in a loving, helpful kind of way. And so how many times did I leave for the fire station and you were in your PJs? And by the time I got home, 24 hours later, you were actually in a clean set of PJs. Set of PJs. Listen, I'm not alone. I'm just saying. And my work did get done. But yeah, he's absolutely right. And remember, I, we did an episode. I can't remember what it was. The mini-sode. And it, oh, you know what it was? It was, the, it was uh, the top tips of working from home. And one of our top tips was to get dressed. I said it then, and I'm saying it now, that on the days that I really just went all out with the purpose, I did get more accomplished. So psychologically, there is something to that. But listen, I'm human. I can get complacent and lazy. And when you work from a computer all day, it's, it's, I know, it's very it, easy. I, it is. So it's basically just the pros and cons and what works for your team. You know, which mm-hmm. which one's going to work for you? And, you know, did Chad and them handle it? Heck yeah, they handled it. They took care of business. Hell and, yeah, they did. And they're back in the office and they're glad to be back. Mm-hmm. And they also understand that they could be out of the office again, that this might not be over. But I love how they've incorporated the Microsoft Teams, which they discovered out of necessity, to work virtually, but it's made them more efficient going back to the office. And now when they do go back virtually, it's going to be so seamless. There won't be any learning curve. They'll be like, oh, we're well, doing this again. Let's hope we don't have to go mm-hmm. back virtually, but that... Well, we are. Yeah, I know. 
as mean, a nation. As a nation. Yeah. Let's say as a nation. Not, I mean, we are virtual. But, I, but I'm, I'm just torn. Saying. I kind of want the best of both worlds. I wouldn't mind having a hybrid of both. Having a smaller office, maybe, where you can go and have the library. Have that separate. Listen, you and me both, let's be fully 100% honest. We've had work stresses creeping over in our personal life. And don't you think that having that outside space. That Does that mean you're going to leave every day? It could. Oh, then I'm all for it. <laughs> All right, it's settled. We're getting an office. You heard it here first, folks. All right, guys, so just think about it. If you do want to work virtually, we've been doing it at DPI for three years. It absolutely can be done. Like I said, there are some hiccups. So like you don't have a library, but reps are mostly very helpful and they'll send you out samples very quickly for you to show clients. So there's a little bit of a PETA factor to working from home sometimes when you have to do that kind of thing, but it's definitely doable. We've certainly done it and done it pretty successfully, I might say. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or whatever the hell you're listening to this on. Go find us on social at Wingnut Social on every freaking social media channel God has ever created. And if you need help with your social media marketing for your interior design firm, 1-877-WINGNUT will be happy to help you out. And that's it for today, Nat. You got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. Are you struggling to manage your design firm virtually or? or? Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am the host because I have taken over Natalie Jethro Graff and I am joined (laughs) by Darla Peloton Powell. No, I was Peloton last week. It's too redundant. I I think I've already done Peloton twice. Okay. Hold on. I was trying to help you here. Yeah, I'm going to cry. You know, we've had guests on the show. Um. We've had guests on the show. Hey, we've had guests on the show. Do you we know have, we've had guests we've on the had show? Guests on, I do know this. As the principal of Chad James Group, Chad leads a talented team of trusted designers in creating a new... Holy f- farts. You know, all I can think of right now is where's the key to the safe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to find that. Okay, here we go. Hundredth, the hundredth, hundredth time's the charm. Shush, we don't have time. Good boy, Mango.